What's going on, everyone? We are back, episode three. Hope y'all had a good Monday. Hope y'all had a good weekend. I miss y'all. I miss this. Let's get right into it. Headlines, September 1st. Kenosha reaches a critical point in its recovery. The FDA commissioner catches flack from a controversial statement. And Amazon gets a major approval. Good morning. Good evening, good whatever time of the day you're listening to this. My name is Rahul Makijani, and you're tuned in to another episode of the Top of the Hour podcast. For our first story of the day, we take you back and provide some more updates regarding the scene in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which, if y'all remember, was the next city that became victim to a tragic police shooting and ensuing political unrest. So really, one of the most recent updates is that President Trump is scheduled to travel to the city on Tuesday and assess the damage done from protests as well as meet with law enforcement to discuss next steps. Now, the timing of this visit is especially important to look at because it comes at a time when no doubt tensions between protesters and law enforcement is still high, but at least it's largely become nonviolent. The fear for Trump's visit is running pretty far and wide. It includes outspoken statements from the Wisconsin Democratic governor, the Kenosha City mayor, because look, at this point in time, they are convinced that Trump's visit has the potential to bring more harm than good to their community. To really understand this, you have to think about this holistically. And the fact of the matter is, this city is coming off of what is probably one of the toughest weeks in its history. You had the shooting happen of Jacob Blake, obviously, on Sunday the 23rd, which triggered multiple nights of violence and unrest. Um, You could say it peaked on Tuesday with the killing of two protesters by 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse. You've had over 175 arrests made this week with over 100 coming from people that aren't even city residents. And overall, it's just been bad, right? It's been a bad and a dangerous scene. But the fact is, over the past couple of nights, it's actually largely gotten a lot more peaceful. Now, to have President Trump coming, who is running an entire campaign, essentially around the idea of law and order, they're understandably worried. They're worried about the reaction from citizens, the reaction from people when Trump visits. And go ahead and take a listen here to the Kenosha mayor telling NPR earlier on Monday his feeling around President Trump's visit. Realistically, from our perspective, uh, our preference would have been for him not to be coming at this point in time. All presidents are always welcome and uh, campaign issues are always going on. But it would have been, I think, um, better had he waited for another time to come. How were things overnight there? Actually very peaceful. So you heard the mayor there obviously admitting he doesn't think it's a good idea for President Trump to visit, but it's really worth discussing why. And the fact of the matter is because time and time again, 
President Trump has shown that he can be overwhelmingly divisive from the podium. Now, I'm going to play a clip here. This is from Trump's news conference on Monday. Go ahead and take a listen to Trump's response to the shooting of two protesters, which, as I mentioned earlier, happened on Tuesday by a proud and public Trump supporter, Kyle Rittenhouse. We're looking at all of it. Uh, that was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape as I saw. And uh, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. And he fell. And then they very violently attacked him. And it was something that we're looking at right now, and it's under investigation. But uh, I, I guess he was in very big trouble. He would have been, I, he probably would have been killed. But it's under, it's under investigation. You hear an all-too-familiar response from the president right there, just unable to condemn this shooter. Now, keep in mind, though, that this answer came right after he spent minutes denouncing the city and leadership of Portland for being weak. But... As soon as there's a need for him to condemn someone that supports him, he always struggles with it. And it's upsetting because at this point in time, it's like you have one job, sir. Condemn all of it. Condemn all of the violence. Discourage people on both sides from resorting to it. And do your job as a leader to calm things down rather than incite more unrest. I've always thought that more than any piece of legislation the president has passed and granted some of it has been quite good. More than anything though that he's done, the biggest threat is really the divide that he perpetuates from the top. And when that trickles down into society, that is when the real damage happens. But for now, fingers crossed that his Kenosha visit goes well. I do hope that he meets with the Blake family, even though that's not in the current plan. But we'll be keeping an eye out on this visit and the reaction as it happens. So for our next story of the day, we're basically just switching crises over here. We're now moving over to the coronavirus pandemic. The FDA commissioner, Stephen Hahn, caught flack this past weekend from a controversial statement that he made basically suggesting that coronavirus vaccines could be given emergency approval for use before phase three clinical trials on humans are actually completed. Now, this is particularly interesting because phase three trials are widely regarded as the most important ones. This is when they're done on tens of thousands of humans, and usually they need to be proven as effective in this phase before they're being administered at scale. So for Han to come out and say that he might just emergency approve this before the trial is even done. This has many people concerned. This also has many people worried that the commissioner is now acting more out of a political motivation to solve this crisis and out of more pressure from Trump to solve this crisis rather than from a facts and science-based basis. And speculation on this front is now growing wide. Go ahead and take a listen to Commissioner Hahn basically just denying these claims. I can tell you our decision at FDA will not be made on any other criteria than the science and data associated with these clinical trials. I have not been pressured politically to make an incorrect decision. So there you hear him unequivocally denying that he's acting politically at all and really trying to ensure people that he's only sticking to science. But before we jump ship, the political motivation controversy here is actually worth talking about for a quick sec because this is the third time in the past few months where his motivation and really reason for taking action and coming out with certain things is being called 
into question. So the first time this happened was back in March. This is when he caught flag for granting emergency use of the drug hydroxychloroquine as a quote unquote miracle drug and then had to reverse the grant a couple months later. People call this into question because if you remember who was the biggest pusher of hydroxychloroquine publicly, well, President Trump. And then he caught more flack just last week after he completely inflated the stats from a plasma treatment that was being done on certain COVID patients. But the timing of this inflation was important because it came one day after President Trump had personally called him out on Twitter. At this point, those two mess ups along with yesterday's claim is now resulting in more and more increasing pressure for Han to resign. Frankly, I'm not too sure that this will happen, but we'll see if it does. And in response to this mess and to provide some more clarity to the actual situation at hand, former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb came out on Sunday and outlined a general plan and a general timeline for vaccination. Go ahead and take a quick listen to what he had to say. It's likely going to be the case that the first authorization of these vaccines are going to be an emergency use authorization for select populations that are at higher risk of the infection, either because of what they do, people who work in healthcare, for example, healthcare jobs, or because of comorbidities, people who are older, maybe nursing home patients. So we're likely to see a stepwise progression of authorization of this vaccine for certain select populations that are at higher risk of either contracting it or having a bad outcome before we see a full approval for the general population. I think, again, a full approval approval for the general population where people can go to CVS and get a shot. That's really a 2021 event. Maybe the first quarter of 2021, probably more likely the first half. So there you have it for any and all who have been wondering the latest on when you can just walk into a CVS or walk into a Kaiser and get yourself COVID vaccinated. Unless you're a higher risk member of society, it's looking like sometime in the first few months of 2021. Fingers crossed that it's then or even earlier, but we'll track this situation as developments continue. So our third and final story of the day, we're sticking with the theme here in lightening up the mood. This time we're talking about Amazon. Amazon has been granted an approval by the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration that's going to allow it to start trialing commercial deliveries by drone. To make that clearer, we're getting closer and closer to legitimately getting stuff delivered to our doorsteps by drone. I don't want to get into an entire debate here regarding Amazon's ethics, whether you support them or not, and the potential security and privacy concerns that can come with drone flight, because right now we just got to appreciate this technology, like, like what it's going to do for deliveries, because Amazon in general has already changed the game for on-time deliveries. So with drone flight coming and being introduced soon, who knows what could happen? It is important to note that the administration is still finalizing a set of regulations that Amazon's going to need to adhere to by the end of the year. And it's also, you know, Amazon is not the first operator to receive this approval, but it is undoubtedly the biggest. So really cool stuff here from Amazon, really cool stuff here on a technology front. And we're getting closer and closer to drone deliveries becoming a reality. 
that's gonna do it for today's show folks thank you so so much for tuning in if you're listening in on spotify please hit that follow button if you're listening in on apple podcasts please hit that subscribe button leave a rating and review show this stuff to your friends let's grow this crowd here help more people stay informed thank you all so much as always stay safe stay informed we'll see you here next time at the top of the hour podcast Thank you.